Welcome Welcome. to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the And I welcome you today to CSC Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. We have a lot to cover. We have a guest. We're going to get straight to our prayer and our opening, and then we will bring our guest on. I think you'll be surprised. I think you will. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we the people in this land of the free and the home of the brave desperately need you. Oh, that we would leave our ways of seeking to be blessed and instead seek to bless others. We beg for your guidance and wisdom for our leaders. We ask that you place your hedge of protection around our president and vice president. May they feel the power of the prayers of we the people and of you, O God. We ask you to protect our land from enemies, both within and without. And we praise you for the freedom we have through you. May we plan, may we, may your plan be the desire of your people, this nation. May CSE Talk Radio remain here to be your beacon and your voice. May, may we always seek truth, your truth, give encouragement and bring America home for such a time as this, I pray. Amen. Crossing the threshold of truth. Remember the movie The Poseidon Adventure? Not unlike the Titanic, it was a luxury liner, was filled with all kinds of people from all walks of earth, ready to have an adventure. I say life is an adventure, actually. The large ship was hit by a tsunami and capsized. Yet down was up, and up was down. We'll cut to the crust here of the story. The strongest and the independent ones are those who survived, thinking outside the box, not waiting for help to come, but seeking survival. Those who waited for help to come drowned. Those who started the arduous, the arduous, journey up to the bottom of the ship were the ones, not all of them, but the ones who survived. This pandemic is America's, the world's actually, Poseidon adventure. Our world has been literally turned upside down. America is on the go with fast-paced society. To say the least, we've been slowed down is an understatement. The old saying, slow down and take time to smell the roses, is a little cliche, I guess. But it is, you, you have the time right now. If you can find a rose in this pandemic, make sure you take the time to smell the roses. Family is now more important than running hither and yonder. A Poseidon cruise is out of the question. And America will come out of this tsunami pandemic. Yes, we will. And when we do, our world will still be upside down. We'll have a new normal, hopefully a new appreciation for many of those wonderful blessings we talk about. And we have taken for granted in our fast-paced world and lives. We'll re-examine our way of life, our jobs, our hobbies, our travels, and our borders. As we climb out of this pandemic ship which capsized our world, I believe American businesses will be on top. 
Our Constitution and our president will not seem so obsolete and racist. We will suddenly recognize the brilliance of immigration laws and protectioning protection of our own. While we are quarantined, we are guarding our families. We're learning more about them, and they're learning more about us. The good, the bad, and the ugly, I would suspect. Our world has been turned upside down, and hopefully we're rethinking our apathetic ways and our dangerous ways from before the tsunami hit. Could we have been more prepared? I think we could have. Keeping essentials made in the USA here and jobs here in the USA. Guarding our borders with respect to not just keeping the bad guys out but and the drugs and the cheap labor theft of our jobs, but also diseases. Being careful and aware of those crossing the threshold of our homes, our businesses, our borders is of vital importance all of a sudden and safety to our families and to our nation. As Mike Cutler has told us before, immigration, illegal or legal, our borders mean everything to the United States. National security, health security, jobs, economics, it's everything. And I think we can see now just how important America's threshold truly is. We welcome back uh, Mike Cutler. He's the retired INS senior special agent. We like to call him our super agent. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm terrific, Beth Ann. Thank you so much uh, for having me on. Uh, great words of wisdom you just spoke. Uh, you know, Ellis Island, which we hear so much about, was, after all, a quarantine station that was run by immigration authorities in conjunction with U.S. public health. And there were two concerns. Number one, that people did not bring communicable diseases to the United States. That's why Ellis Island, this is a little fun fact you might not know, was built on the debris that resulted from the tunneling for the New York City subway system. And the nice. whole point to putting Ellis Island, that that first station where the immigrants arrived at on an island, was because we did not have catch and release. Catch and release back then could have been deadly, uh, as we're seeing today, even with our modern yes. science and medicine and antibiotics and so forth. But think about it. When Ellis Island opened, there were no antibiotics. Pink eye could be lethal to an entire community. Oh, so yeah. they were very careful that nobody got into the country without being quarantined. To this day, we quarantine animals that are being brought into the United States. And it's remarkable to me, because I've written about this for Front Page Magazine. I hope that everybody, uh, after the program, will go to frontpagemag.com and see some of the articles that I and other people have written. But I, I wrote about this, and, and I said, you know, if you look at where we are now, in fact, I'm thinking of writing a new article that I will call um, The Hudson River is the New Rio Grande. The whole <laughs> point being that now, you, how's that work for you, Beth Ann? <laughs> That's pretty cute. You know, you have governors like across the country saying you got to make sure people aren't coming in with the virus. Even people like mm. Cory Booker and, and Senator Menendez from New Jersey, a sanctuary state with two politicians who hate immigration law enforcement, hate the notion of borders. But they are insisting that everyone who was landing at Newark International Airport be screened for the coronavirus. Well, let's face something. There is no screening when people run the border. None whatsoever. Oh, and we've no. now overwhelmed the system 
that is supposed to make certain that Americans don't have to compete with foreign workers for jobs, which is exactly the opposite of what Alan Greenspan called for when he testified for Chuck Schumer back in 2009. His whole idea was if we could make American high-tech workers, whom he described as the privileged elite, compete with foreign workers, we could get rid of that wage premium they earn, and then we reduce or eliminate wage inequality between Americans with skills and those with lesser skills which is bizarre. Yeah. Let's kill the middle class so the working poor have no one to be envious of, I guess. This is a level of greed that we've never seen before. And now the chickens have come home to roost. Because exactly. Because that our hospitals are overwhelmed. In fact, I don't know if you know this, I wrote an article, uh, front page back in uh, Mar March 5th, Comprehensive Immigration Reform should be renamed the Overwhelm America Act. Uh, I previously called it the Terrorist Assistance and Facilitation Act. There's no way of screening millions of people, interviewing them and doing field investigations to know who they truly are and when they got here and so forth. But do you know how many people we would have wind up legalizing if we legalize the illegal aliens in the United States? And you've got Senator Lindsey Graham as well as Democrats in favor of this craziness. Mm, yeah. Let's yeah. figure this 30 million illegal aliens in the country. The 11 million figure is ridiculous. Uh, MIT and Princeton and other universities, Yale said there's probably 22, 23 million. I think it's closer to 30 million, maybe more. Oh, I, th so let's I think so, too. With the yeah, so let's work with the 30 million. If we legalize 30 million, how many people would get green cards, ultimately? Wow. I don't know. 30 million? <laughs> uh, We're headed into a break. You're going to have to. This is not, no, this is it's, not the what color is George Washington's white horse question. <laughs> uh, we're headed into a break. Hang on, Mike. Okay. You're headed in, we're headed into a break. We're not going to take calls at the moment, but the number is 877-895-5410. That's 877-895-5410. And Beth and Mike will be right back. Founding fathers knew that the heartland would be coveted by those who want the land and its resources or hated by those who simply do not understand its value. It is that simple. And yet today, the humble folks in the heartland are losing jobs and feeling the pressures from an out-of-control bureaucracy as well as outsiders with agendas. From the heartlands of America come our food, manufacturing, and our energy. CSC Talk Radio is a voice crying from the heartland and standing up for rural America. And so is Power the Future. Power the Future is a unique foundation established to be the voice for rural American energy jobs. Daniel Turner is a strong advocate pushing against those who would like to punish rural folks and take their jobs for the sake of climate change or the land and its wealth. I'm proud to be a part of Power the Future and bring Daniel Turner here to you. Our future depends on it. Let's power the future as we bring America home to common sense jobs and give our rural families a voice. Visit PowerTheFuture.us. PowerTheFuture.us is the way to bring America home. Melody Cedarstrom and CSE Talk Radio team up as Common Sense Voices of Integrity. I personally endorse Melody Cedarstrom to be your trusted go-to expert for all your precious metal needs. Experts agree a financial crisis and even collapse is inevitable. Given our government's lack of economic leadership and self-interests of those in power, it's no longer a question of if you should purchase gold and silver, but if you will purchase gold and silver before it's too late. Melody encourages you to tune in each weekday morning. Visit CSE 
ITalkRadio.com. We both agree truth and education are the two significant factors in both our missions. There is a wealth of misinformation out there. Let Melody and Beth Ann help you sort through the chaos and bring you home to the truths that will ensure that you and your family are protected. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading, 1-800-375-4188 or online at DGSCoins.com. Melody and Beth Ann are strong forces together working to preserve liberty and bring America home. Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing. The only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America, Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe, and pure product that will last for generations. Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bringing America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, csetalkradio.com, and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com. And we have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. Before we get back to Mike, I want to remind you how important, especially right now, how important it is to use my advertisers. Mike Lindell, I don't know if you've watched or not, but Mike Lindell uh, of My Pillow, they make more things than pillows. You need to go to their website. And when you order from them, you need to use the promo code Beth Ann. You have to use it or I don't get credit for it. And if I don't get credit for it, it means I don't get any money. And uh, that means I don't get to stay here. And Mike's doing his very best. They are now making masks as well as pillows and towels and sheets. And uh, remember Melody Cedarstrom. Now's the best time as any uh, few if you were taking advantage before or being apathetic before and not uh, using the gold and silver, you need to get in touch with her. Or maybe you have some you want to trade in. Uh, power the future. You need to support them. And Liberty Tabletop. Liberty Tabletop is also trying to do some things for the uh, uh, for the nation is where we are right now in production. And uh PrepareWithBethAnn.com. That is for the uh, My Patriot Supply. And the number there is 888-394-0964. That's 888-394-0964. And you can stock up on food. And they have other items there for being prepared. Now, back to Mike. We were talking about you were trying to trap me with your question. And we were talking about 30 million, 30 million illegal immigrants in this country. And I'm going to let you take right. it from there. Sure. Well, what no one discusses, just like when President Reagan gave us his amnesty that was supposed to involve one million, we wound up with nearly four million. The one number no one talks about is how many of their children and spouses did they immediately bring to the United States to join them here? Right. So families in third world countries typically have large families, lots of kids. Not unusual, eight, nine, ten children. Some people may have already brought their kids here. Some may not be married, may not have children. 
So let's be optimistic and say that everyone on average, every legalized alien on average, will bring in two children. I think that's really an optimistic statement. Do the math. Two times 30 million means 60 million school-age children within a year or so would enter the United States. What would that do to our educational system? Wow. Well, it already has really overwhelmed it, and it would but even be more now, so. On top of everything else, and the Congressional Budget Office did a study that says it costs 20 to 40 percent more to educate children who are not English proficient. So can you imagine a, a tsunami of 60 million, 50 million, 70 million? I mean, think of those numbers. Think about the schools that are now overwhelmed where the teachers who make very little <clears throat> dig into their own pockets to pay for school supplies <clears throat> that their own schools can't afford to purchase. Where do we go with that kind of a massive influx? Think about the inflation, <clears throat> because you would have so many, <clears throat> pardon me, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, so we, we would have so many children and their parents, because they would also be able to bring their spouses here, but they're not here already. The inflation would be unbearable because more people would need more food, more clothing, more gasoline, more electricity, more water. Uh, it would be catastrophic. You're looking at a minimum of 100 million green cards, roughly wow. an additional one-third of our population. So when you hear people saying, well, they're already here, sure they are. Maybe, and some will come after the cutoff date and lie about when they got here. There's no capacity oh, yeah. to do face-to-face -face interviews, let alone a field investigation. And, you know, it's remarkable because Bernie Sanders, the communist, let's call him what he is. Like, you know, I, I give credit where it's due. He's a communist. That's exactly and right. back in 2006, he gave a speech, and he said, this is crazy to let in more workers that would destroy jobs and wages for America's middle class. Now he wants no immigration law enforcement decriminalizing those who run the borders. Think of the damage this would do to health care, to education, to infrastructure. And we're seeing it in New York. Elmhurst Hospital is ground zero within New York. And New York is the hardest hit part of the country right now with the coronavirus. There are refrigerator trucks outside of Elmhurst Hospital where they're loading up the dead bodies right now. They are overwhelmed. That's why the president sent us uh, that incredible ship, the Navy vessel, the Hope. And indeed, wow. there is a hope attached to that ship. And most of the people waiting online to be seen at Elmhurst Hospital, according to news reports, are, quote, unquote, undocumented immigrants, illegal aliens. So realize what that means. And the states that have been screaming the loudest, oh, we need sanctuary, we've got to protect the immigrants, will not allow people from New York to go into their states to be tested. In New Jersey, if you want to be tested for the coronavirus, you must have documentation. Think of that. Documentation that proves that not only that you're a, citizen, that you're a resident of the state of New Jersey, but that you live within the town where the tests are being administered. Suddenly, borders matter, don't they? Yeah, that's the article I have in front of me is the one you wrote for uh, Front yes. Page Magazine. Uh, because of coronavirus, suddenly, borders suddenly matter. And I had another article from another uh, organization that said crisis vindicates Trump's America with borders. And all of a sudden, they matter. They matter on your state level and they matter on the federal, on the national level. And, uh, you know, know. They, they called the president a racist when he stopped the traveling coming in here from China and then from Europe. And now they're all screaming that he's not doing enough. And the man, I don't Why know what else he could possibly right? do. <laughs> Go ahead. Why I'm sorry. Why did he do it sooner? 
And meanwhile, we're finding out that most of our meds come from China. How does our country permit corporations out of greed to outsource mm. the production of life-saving drugs and medications and surgical equipment and all these other things? And even our allies are saying, look, we'd love to give you those antibiotics we produce, but we need them for our own people. You know, America needs to produce what is necess- you know, the necessities for survival Here. of the United States. Not Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm finding out, too, that and and nobody predicted this. Nobody. But you're always supposed to think it's going to happen, whether it's a pandemic. Pandemics happen a lot, but whether not like not to this magnitude in my lifetime, but we've had them in my lifetime. But whether it's that or a natural disaster of another kind, each state has the responsibility to make sure their state is a little bit more prepared than what they were now. Instead of sitting there at the bottom of the boat that's the, now the top of the boat, <laughs> the bottom well, of the boat, the top know, of the boat, which is now the bottom of the boat, and waiting for somebody else to come rescue them because they're going to drown if they wait. Sure. And, and, and to that point, New York gets hundreds of millions of dollars a year from the federal government to be prepared against terror attacks. And again, as I said in the beginning, we knew that biological weapons are in the arsenal of the terrorists. Oh, yes. So what did New York State do? Obviously, they didn't prepare. And then we had this one fake argument. Um, you know, we're fighting the terrorists over there so that we don't have to fight them over here. No, we're fighting them over there, but we were also fighting them here. We were Absolutely. attacked over here. The World Trade Center, the Pentagon, Shakespeare, Pennsylvania are all over here. And we've been focused on airplanes. But meanwhile, we're giving out driver's licenses to illegal aliens who can't verify who they are. And by the way, I can't think of a single time since 9-11 where an airplane has been used in a terror attack, but motor vehicles are always used. The first (laughs) bombing at the Trade Center in 1993 that killed six, injured over a thousand, and inflicted a half billion in damages involved a truck being driven by an illegal alien that was rented by another illegal alien. They filled it with explosives, parked it in the garage of the Trade Center, and set it off. So why in the world would you be giving driver's licenses to illegal aliens and then in New York not even share the information from DMV with immigration law enforcement? But they're sharing it with Canada, by the way, Canadian border security. Yes. This is madness. And these politicians need to be made accountable. And that's what Election Days are about, isn't it? It's absolutely what it's about, and it's coming up. And I wrote an article yesterday about that. I, mine was, I've got mugged in America, and I'm really upset with the, with the Congress right now, not because of yeah. the amount of the money, but because of what they were doing to distribute the money. It wasn't for the people. It was for whatever agenda they were wanting to go after. Agenda, Pelosi yes, was just their, an their abomination. Agenda, we are not their agenda. We're not anywhere and you know, on the list for their agenda. And you know, I have told my listeners, and I'm sure you're aware too. They're not; their lives have not been changed. They're not hurting. They haven't lost their salaries. They haven't lost their health care. They don't have a thing to worry about because they've made sure they don't have a thing to worry about. And in that first draft, Pelosi had in there for them to get a raise. It's a slap in the face of the American people, just like this. Not watching the borders is a slap in the face at the American people, and they're about time they wake up. And, and look at how they got engaged in using information. Some of them allegedly did that they got as senators to uh, unload their stocks before the disaster hit. Shh. Nobody's supposed to know that. It's insider trading. Shh. We're headed into a break. We're going to open up the phone lines. 877-895-5410. That's 877-895-5410. Topic, immigration and borders. 
877-895-5410. And Mike Cutler and Beth Ann will be right back. CEO of MyPillow wants to give back to my listeners. You can get deep discounts on MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. I use MyPillow and so does my husband. We sleep better and wake more refreshed, ready to conquer a new day. You can get deep discounts on MyPillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, Mike is bringing back the BOGO offer for the MyPillows. That's right. Buy one MyPillow and get another one absolutely free. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on MyPillow products, including the buy one, get one free. Enter promo code Bethann. Call 1-800-978-6168 for these great radio specials. For such a time as this... We know that the heart of a nation takes on the heart of its people. If the people have turned from God, the nation is doomed in sin. God is in control of all nations and their leaders. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. The future of this nation is relying on the bended knees of the people, God's people. Will you accept this challenge to sacrifice five minutes a day to kneel and to pray? For such a time as this, Queen Esther was put in place by God to save her people. You have that same obligation now. Will you humble yourselves and pray, ask forgiveness and trust in our God to heal our land and bring America home? Hi, I'm Joan London. If you're worried about your parent or loved one living alone, like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call a place for mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. Finding an apartment that was on the courtyard with the view of the trees, the view of the ducks, the stream, the creek, all of that, that was what I needed. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. Here's the number. To speak with a local senior living advisor, call a place for mom at 800-871-8852. That's 800-871-8852. A Place for Mom is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. To speak with a local senior living advisor, call A Place for Mom at 800-871-8852. That's 800-871-8852. 
For centuries, those who raise, breed, and work with animals have been revered and lauded for what they do. Today, across America, the rights to own and raise animals are under attack by animal rights activists and their increased influence on government and non-government agencies. This onslaught regularly violates protection from legal search and seizure and a citizen's right to due process of the law, all of which are outlined specifically in the U.S. Constitution. Protect your animals, your animal enterprise, and your property from this abuse of power with a membership to the Cavalry Group. Membership provides immediate access to their team to protect law-abiding animal owners and animal enterprise against unwarranted search and seizure and false claims. They also work to protect their members' interests legislatively at the local, state, and federal levels. Get the shield that protects you, your animals, and your property. Join the Cavalry Group today. Call 855-748-4210 or go to their website at thecavalrygroup.com. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. Today we have Mike Cutler, the retired INS uh, special senior agent, senior special agent. We like to call him super agent. And we were talking about, you know, you know, Mike, I had um, read some articles from some physicians, the physicians and uh, surgeons uh, group, Association of Physicians and Surgeons. I can't remember the exact uh, alphabet, the name that they have, yes. but they wrote something several months ago, long before this pandemic, about the diseases coming across the borders or any time, any time people mix coming from another place. And, of course, we can remember back when when we came into this nation and introduced diseases to the uh, natives of the land and how how it wreaked havoc and death across the tribes. We know that that happens, and that's another reason. That's why you said Ellis Island was there. It's not because these people are dirtier than anybody else. It's because they have new diseases that we're not used well, to I'll yet. What? I could, I, could, I could speak directly to that. When I began my career, I began as an immigration inspector assigned to Kennedy International Airport. Back, I hate to tell you, 1971. And <laughs> within a year, I contracted what was known as the London flu. I don't think we were discriminating against whites or Brits or, or Londoners. It originated in London, so it was called the London. Actually, it started in Pakistan, but it was first observed in London. So that's they got stuck with the name London flu. I almost died. I had 105.5 fever. Mm-hmm. I was on the verge of yeah. delirium. Uh, I was in the hospital for two weeks. Wow. And there was a point when they weren't, the doctors weren't sure that they were going to be able to reverse the damage. Thank God I recovered. But the point was I wasn't the only one to get sick. Many of us at the airport that worked there got sick because of exactly what you're describing. We were exposed to viruses and bacteria that we normally didn't experience here in the United States. Because people were coming in at Kennedy Airport from literally the four corners of the planet. And many of us, at least in the beginning, in exposure to those uh, pathogens, wound up hospitalized. Not unusual. People you know, don't realize a, that. the meatpacking plants, in particular the poultry, there's one here yep. in town. And I uh, I had a friend, he's retired now, but he'd worked there for many, 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 many years. But when you go to work there within the first two weeks, 
you will be sick with the bird flu because your body isn't accustomed to it and and they just know that that's going to happen. And when I worked in a medical clinic, they said anytime somebody works here, the first two weeks they get sick because you're being exposed to things you're not used to being exposed to. You're in a different environment. When I was raising children, I knew the first time they went to school, usually kindergarten or first grade, they were going to get sick. You just knew that that was going to happen. And you can't guard them against everything. A lot of that was a common cold or other things. I mean, you can't guard them against everything, but you have to, when you have something like what has happened here with this coronavirus, you have to guard. And uh, I think we're doing a pretty good job of it, but it is astronomical to this nation right now, there's economically factor, and otherwise. Another factor. There's another factor, too. The reason New York is the hot spot, number one, because we have everybody from everywhere. You know, the, United, <laughs> in the um, city of New York has lots the of people. number of illegal aliens. Okay. <laughs> and it's also the high density. It's high density. You know, I, I think of it in terms of like a nuclear bomb. You have critical mass. You put two pieces of radioactive material close enough together quickly enough, it'll have a chain reaction and go off. Here, the chain reaction are people that are crammed into buildings. If you look at the housing projects, the hallways are about three feet wide. You, When you pass people in the hall, believe me, you're not getting that seven feet of separation that they're recommending. You get in the elevator. Unless it's one person in the elevator by himself or herself, there's no such thing as seven feet of, of, of separation. And then lots of illegal aliens, because they don't have the money and want to send as much money home. And last year, by the way, Mexico got over $36 billion, with a B, in remittances. That's the visible money. So these folks live as cheaply as possible. And, you know, when people say, well, they pay taxes, if they're on the books or not, they're not making more than 30000 a year. What kind of taxes are they paying? This is nonsense. But they, they will cram themselves. I found apartments in Queens, in that very neighborhood where Elmhurst Hospital is, which, by the way, is also drug central. That's where El Chapo mm. Guzman was operating the Mexican cartel here in New York. Um, you find sometimes 20 adults living in an apartment that was designed for a family of four living on bare mattresses laid end-to-end, side-to-side, in absolute squalor, where there's insects infesting the whole apartment, rats running around the perimeter of the rooms. So what do you think happens in that kind of an environment? It is a breeding ground for disease, not because of the people themselves, but because of the conditions under which they live and the fact that in coming here from other countries, they have, um, you know, they have the bugs uh, tagging along with them, you know, hitchhiking on them, so to speak. So this is why we have these issues. And now you've got people on the extreme left saying, let's get rid of one family houses because we're going to be bringing in many millions of people from all all over the world. We've got to get rid of those nice lawns and put up these huge buildings so that people can live in these big buildings. These big buildings are basically warehouses for human beings. Again, close like China. proximity. Like China. That's right. <laughs> Just and put them on China, top of each other. People living in, they, and they were working in the same fat buildings where they were living. So people were jumping to their deaths. They became so depressed, they flung themselves out of windows. And rather than address what was driving people to suicide, the Chinese government, I kid you not, erected nets around the buildings to catch the falling bodies. This is our ally. These are the people that we call our most favorite trade partner. And meanwhile, there's an investigation now by the Department of Education because our universities have gotten at least $6 billion from China, Russia, Iran, Saudi Arabia, 
and they didn't report the money. And then you look at this recent, this was triggered by the arrest of a professor by the name of Charles M. Lieber, the chairman of the University of uh, the Harvard University's chemistry department, charged with working with China without reporting it. And where was he working? Wuhan University of Technology, right next to where this virus first emerged. I, I uh, interviewed a, I believe it was out of Michigan. It is. It's absolutely shocking. I interviewed an, a professor from Michigan about six or seven years ago, maybe a little more than that. And he was talking then about the problem with China in the universities. And no one wanted to listen to him. And if they said anything, you know, and they got caught saying anything, they lose their jobs. You know, and it, so yes. the problem's been there. And I know you know that for a very long time. But maybe this pandemic is going to wake up a lot of the American people that have been, oh, it's not that big a deal. Oh, it's not that big a deal. Well, it is a big deal. And you know what China's also, but what China's also doing in those universities, besides spying on us and gaining technology so they can build their military, and they're now threatening, by the way, to cut off the flow of antibiotics and trying to blame this yes. on us, on our soldiers, believe it or not. Yes, But they're also in those universities making decisions about curriculum and faculty so that they can brainwash the students. I wonder how many of those so-called journalists that are working in the United States went to universities where China had such sway because of the amount of money they pumped into the pockets of the administrators that they portrayed China in this very nice, wonderful way, when in reality, this is a totalitarian communist dictatorship, where if you jaywalk, they are using facial recognition technology, so you will lose your bus pass or your child may be pulled out of school so that you will adhere strictly to whatever regulations they set down with an iron fist. It's a scene out of 1984 on steroids because Orwell could not have imagined the technology that's now in use to keep tabs on every single person in China. They're under the, 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 the boot of that totalitarian government, and yet we, the fools looking for corporate greed gave the most favored trade status under President George Herbert Walker Bush. Both parties bear responsibility and Clinton ran oh, absolutely. promise that he was going to end it and he did not. In fact, he made it worse. Who was that? Amazing, isn't it? I, I missed which president you said. Clinton, President Bill Clinton. Oh, Clinton, okay, yeah. That he yeah. would end that policy and, and in fact he made it worse and opened up absolutely. more opportunities for China to bring their students into the United States. Absolutely. We're headed into a break. You're, uh, we're not going to, we're going to close phone lines. I think everybody was listening anyway. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann, and we're visiting with Mike Cutler, and we will be right back. business owner, when was the last time you asked yourself if you have the right commercial insurance coverage? You need business insurance to protect everything you're building. One disaster without the right insurance could hurt your business, and larger deals you're trying to close may require that you have it. We recommend Cover Wallet for all your business insurance needs. In just two minutes, with their award-winning technology, they can offer you free competitive quotes from top insurance carriers nationwide. Cover Wallet has helped 
tens of thousands of businesses, startups, restaurants, truckers, construction companies, landscaping companies, beauty salons, consultants, and they can help you. No business is too big or too small. And it's a free call to find out. Protect your business. Get the right insurance for your business. Call Cover Wallet right now. 800-220-7612. 800-220-7612. That's 800-220-7612. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty to your table. For those of you who want to display your patriot hearts, set your table with liberty. The new patriotic flatware pattern by Liberty Tabletop. Your dining table sets the mood for the American family and the American dream. Liberty honors our fallen heroes, the Liberty Bell. We the people with stars and stripes are American Eagle and the Statue of Liberty. Each piece of the Liberty flatware pattern is an art with elegance, high-quality work, and high-quality 1810 stainless American steel. Each piece is unique while conveying the same patriotic message. Liberty for all and we love America. Order your set now and a set as a gift for a special patriot in your life. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty home to your table. Use the promo code Beth Ann and receive a discount. LibertyTabletop.com or call them 844-386-2338. Our founding fathers knew that the heartland would be coveted by those who want the land and its resources or hated by those who simply do not understand its value. It is that simple. And yet today, the humble folks in the heartland are losing jobs and feeling the pressures from an out-of-control bureaucracy as well as outsiders with agendas. From the heartlands of America come our food, manufacturing, and our energy. CSC Talk Radio is a voice crying from the heartland and standing up for rural America. And so is Power the Future. Power the Future is a unique foundation established to be the voice for rural American energy jobs. Daniel Turner is a strong advocate pushing against those who would like to punish rural folks and take their jobs for the sake of climate change or the land and its wealth. I'm proud to be a part of Power the Future and bring Daniel Turner here to you. Our future depends on it. Let's power the future as we bring America home to common sense jobs and give our rural families a voice. Visit PowerTheFuture.us. PowerTheFuture.us is the way to bring America home. Gold and silver have been the foundation of wealth for individuals and nations the world over. The history of man is packed with coins, jewelry, and artifacts that have spoken to the intrinsic value esteemed in gold and silver due to their rarity, durability, and usefulness. I'm proud to call Melody Cedarstrom a friend and honored Discount Gold and Silver Trading is a loyal sponsor of CSE Talk Radio, a Christian company founded on the principles of truth and honesty. Melody provides quality products, quality service, and competitive pricing. Let Melody's over 20 years of experience in gold and silver trading be your investment guide from precious metals purchases to precious metals ira whether you want to buy or sell melody and her team at discount gold and silver will assist you and make sure you get the best deals possible call melody and tell her thank you for sponsoring cse talk radio and then let her know you want her to be your gold and silver dealer visit melody online at dgscoins.com or just give her a call at 1-800-375-4188 that's 1-800-375-4188 And we 
have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Tomorrow, uh, Mike, I'm going to have a guest on, and we're going to talk about Made in America and the importance of uh, America saving America by buying Made in America. And um, we're going to concentrate on the economic side of that and the jobs and and the importance of that. And today, I think we're we're hitting the importance of the safety, national safety, health safety, and and the absurdities that come out of D.C. I mean, these people, I'm sorry, but I really have a problem with them. I call them D.C. occupiers, occupying offices and cutting deals, and they proved it last week, in the last several weeks, when they're supposed to be doing something for the American people. They're doing something for someone else and their agenda, and then they'll throw something in for the American people. So I wrote an article yesterday being mugged by America's been mugged, but go ahead. But, but it's not just the federal government. Look at New York City. No, it's the you states, too. You would think too. that the city that got hammered the worst on 9-11 would say, hey, immigration is an important element. Here's the question that I'd love everyone to ask their elected representatives. Uh, folks, you have to go to town hall meetings, whether they're virtual or real. You have to get one question in with these characters. Yes or no? There's no wiggle. Did you read in its entirety the 9-11 Commission report and the companion report, 9-11 and terrorist travel? I've written extensively about it. I hope everybody will go to my website, michaelcutler.net, or go to frontpagemag.com. In the past, I wrote for The Social Contract. I also do podcasts, by the way, for Team DML, dmlnews.com. It's a subscription service. I hope people will check it out. But ask these politicians if you read the 9-11 Commission report. If they did not, they should not be running for office. Because this was about how do we prevent the next terror attack, and the all-clear has not sounded. And you have New York City giving municipal ID to illegal aliens who can't prove who they are. New York State giving driver's licenses. And don't think, well, I don't live in New York. Why do I care? I live in Wyoming. I live in Kansas. Because anybody with a driver's license from any state can come to your state, rent a vehicle, and carry out a terrorist attack. In fact, the 9-11 hijackers traveled around the country looking for the places that made it easiest to get driver's licenses. The 9-11 hijackers in the aggregate, altogether, 19 terrorists had more than 360 false names and identity documents to go with the false names. And among the documents were driver's licenses issued by various states. So don't think, oh, I live a thousand miles from New York. Who cares what those idiots do over there? It affects you because they can get on an airplane. They can come to your town. They could rent a vehicle in New York and drive to where you are. They could get on an airplane, rent a vehicle, and carry out an attack. Motor vehicles give terrorists mobility. It gives them camouflage, and it gives them the capability to kill people. And you would think that New York in particular would understand fully what kind of danger we're looking at, but they ignore it because, look, immigration isn't a broken system. I want everyone to realize the system isn't broken. It's become a delivery system for the elite. It delivers an unlimited supply of cheap, exploitable labor. And believe me, there's no compassion and exploitation. And it's not just illegal aliens. It's visa programs to bring in foreign high-tech workers to destroy the middle class because corporations want more money. It also provides an unlimited supply of tourists and foreign students. And here's the real kicker, clients for immigration law firms. And think how many politicians on both parties are are lawyers. And the other thing this does is lead to homelessness. Because the more people who come in, the more valuable apartments become. The higher the price for real estate and apartments, while the influx of foreign workers drive down wages. And guess what you wind up with? 
homelessness, which again becomes a breeding ground for more disease and creates oh nightmares for children, American kids who don't even have a place to hang their hat at night. Think it's crazy the there in California. So that these elitists can satisfy their bribers because political campaign contributions are only one thing. They are legalized bribes. Think about that. I thought. I thought of you the other day because someone was talking about they had a commission after H1N1 and the things that they need yeah. to do to prepare for a pandemic. And none of the things on that commission that they decided that they were advised got done. Were done. And, and, and that's the one. same thing with the 9-11 commission. And I'm thinking they're just doing yeah. these to make us think they're doing something. Listen, I've been before 17 congressional hearings in the House and said that they need listening. I gave testimony to the 9-11 Commission. Those ashes landed on my house on 9-11, which is why I'm doing what I'm doing now, because uh, I, I will tell you, anyone who lived through that is still suffering post-traumatic stress. And you would think they would wake up. I don't know if you remember this, Beth Ann, but we've discussed it in the past. Six months after 9-11, to everyone's horror, it was discovered that two of the dead terrorists, Mohammed Atta and Malwar al-Shehi, the two that guided the airplanes into the two towers, had gotten permission to go to flight school six months to the day after 9-11. I was one of the four yes. witnesses called by the House Judiciary Committee to testify. Ironically, it was Sheila Jackson Lee who called me along with Jim Sensenbrenner, who at the time was chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. If you watch that hearing, it's online. It's part of the permanent C-SPAN library. You will see that virtually none of the promises made by all of those podium-thumping politicians has been kept. And here we are almost 20 years after 9-11. It took us, I want everyone to think about this, it took us 44 months to win the Second World War. Think about that. General Eisenhower created the military-industrial complex and then warned us about it afterwards and, and, and made us a success. When Sputnik was launched, he said, we're going to teach American kids math and science so that they can be our leaders and America will continue to lead. Today, you have politicians like Ted Cruz saying that for America to lead, we need to import the world's best and brightest. Folks, I'm from Brooklyn, and where I come from, we have a term for the world's best and brightest. We call them Americans. Amen. We call them Americans. Amen. And any politician who tells you that we need to bring in the world's best and brightest needs to find a new way to make a living. They need to be booted out of office. Americans I agree. are the leaders in the world. What I do you think of that? I still I agree with you 100 percent. And I still believe and I don't you know, I don't have reporters and lawyers and all that kind of thing and investigators here. But I believe with all my heart that these D.C. occupiers in D.C., even the ones that claim to be conservative like Ted Cruz, they are profiting. They are profiting from the illegal and legal immigration. And and we are not. Now, we've got about a minute left. I'm going to let you take us out. Well, I want thank you. I, I want everyone to remember what I always like to say: that democracy is not a spectator sport. And I know some conservatives get upset and say this is a republic, but it's a democratic it <laughs> process. And the democrat and it is, but it's a democratic process which requires that we, the people, make certain that we are the employers of the government and not the other way around. They, mm-hmm. the politicians on all levels, state, city, and federal, are supposed to answer to us. In fact, when I meet members of Congress, I always talk, I always refer to them by their first name because I like to make certain we establish the proper employer-employee relationship from the very beginning. What do you think of that? <laughs> we, the people, have got to I'm, make them accountable. 
I'm reminded of a story of the uh, Joe the Plumber when he was going around with John yes. McCain, and he asked John McCain yes. how long he'd been a public servant, and McCain got very upset and hostile about being called a servant. And that's exactly yes. where they are, my friend. That's exactly and you had where they are. Boxer too. Don't call me ma'am. I'm a senator. Really, I would have <laughs> called her Babs. I uh, yeah, that's why you and I are always in trouble. I appreciate you, Mike. Way, never, Thank you so much. Never that Washington is Hollywood for ugly people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going there. All right. Thank you so much, Mike, for all that you do. Appreciate it very much. You stay safe. I know you're there in New York. You stay safe, hunker down. And, you know, folks, we got to work together to bring America home. 